Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short, about a 13-minute Bible study every single day, getting us into God's Word and keeping us focused on our relationship with God and also helping us to maintain a spiritual and therefore a good positive mindset to be able to deal with life every day. But as we're in God's word, even for this short period of time, it helps us to stay strong and even grow stronger in our faith because faith comes by hearing the word of God. We encourage you to help everybody you can. There are many in your life, I'm sure, who need to turn their lives around. Help them to do that by sharing these short studies with them every day through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. But make that commitment and start sharing with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can every day. By doing that, you may help somebody turn their life around and get to heaven. Put a great blessing for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can, literally. We're getting toward the end of our study and our line of thought, asking the question, can God save a crook? Well, we could ask this in different ways. We, we, we could say, is, is there anybody who is too bad to be forgiven and saved through Jesus Christ? Or, or is there a group of people out there who are such horrible sinners that they cannot possibly be forgiven and saved through their Savior? Well, the answer to those questions is no, nobody is so bad that they cannot be forgiven if they will come to God through Jesus, repenting of their sins, confessing their faith in him openly, and being baptized into him so that the blood that he shed on the cross can cleanse them of the guilt of their sins. So can God save a crook? How about a murderer, an adulterer, a wife beater, a rapist, a homosexual, an alcoholic, a liar? Can God save anybody, no matter what they have done that has been so evil and wicked? God can save even a crook. Even, and you just named the sinful practice or lifestyle, God can save them if they will come to him through the Savior, Jesus Christ. Remember, What did Jesus say? I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 13. So all of those folks that we might name, and the list could go on and on and on, yeah, Jesus came for them. Remember, the call is all-inclusive and non-exclusive. Over and over again, we we read texts of Scripture that refer to everybody is subject to the call to salvation through Jesus Christ. Jesus said, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You will find rest for your souls. God desires all, that's Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 and 29. God desires all men to be saved. First Timothy 2, verses 3 and 4. Jesus came to seek and to save the lost, Luke 19.10, and that's everybody outside of him. Jesus said that he came to go to the cross to draw all men unto me, John 12 and verse 32. He went to the cross and died as the perfect sacrifice to taste death for everyone, Hebrews 2 and verse 9. 
the redeemed in heaven. We get a preview of that in Revelation 5 and verse 9, and it describes them as being from all tribes, all tongues, all peoples, all nations. John, the cousin of Jesus, when he saw Jesus said in John 1 and verse 29, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He died for all. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 15. And he is the propitiation, the substitute for the whole world. 1 John 2 and verse 2. Again, his invitation, John 7 and verse 37, put in different words, but exactly the same meaning. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Well, in our last time together, we started to consider some of the sinful lifestyles, the people living those lifestyles of sinful practices that will keep them out of heaven if they do not repent and come to Jesus for forgiveness and salvation. We read Galatians 5, verses 19 through 21, called the works of the flesh. And oh, what a list of sinful lifestyles the Apostle Paul laid out there. We have read more than once through this study from 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verses 9 through 11, where Paul lays out again a list. It's a representative list. All of these that Paul lays out in various letters are representative lists. He doesn't cover all of the different kinds of sinful practices and lifestyles that could be listed, but he's giving us representative kinds of information. In fact, in Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 21, at the end of that particular list, he says, and such like. In 1 Corinthians 6, verses 9 and 10, he says, the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. All the unrighteous. And then he goes through a representative list. And in that list, he includes crooks. But then he goes on in verse 11 And he reminds those Christians in Corinth that such were some of you. You mean there were Christians in the Lord's church who had been perhaps fornicators and idolaters and adulterers, homosexuals and sodomites and thieves and drunkards and revilers and extortioners and so on? Yeah, Paul says, and such were some of you before you were forgiven, before you were redeemed, before you were saved through your Savior, Jesus Christ. He says, and such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Yes, all of these are the kinds of people whom Jesus included in those terms and that were included in the various references as to those whom Jesus came to call to forgiveness and salvation through him. By using those terms all, the whole world, everyone, all men, that leaves no one out who will answer the call. What about the sons of disobedience in Ephesians chapter 5, beginning with verse, 30, uh, verse 3? Here Paul wrote, 
but fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you as is fitting for saints. Neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know that no fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore do not be partakers with them. Well, but these are among the sinful people whom Jesus includes in those terms that he uses to call them to him as their Savior, those terms, all, the whole world, everyone, all men. Yes, even these kinds of sinners can be saved through Jesus Christ. What about 1 Timothy chapter 1, beginning with verse 9? And here, these are ones who are classified as living contrary to sound doctrine. That is, in contradiction to the true teachings of God's word. Beginning with verse 9, knowing this, that the law is not made for the righteous person, but for the lawless and insubordinate, for the ungodly and for sinners, for the unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers, for fornicators, for sodomites, for kidnappers, for liars, for perjurers, and if there is any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine. And there's that catch-all right at the end there. According to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust. Yes, those living contrary or in contradiction to the true teachings of God's word, if they will come to God through Jesus, they can be forgiven and saved. Well, there are some that Paul lists in Romans chapter 1, beginning with verse 28, that he says they have done such horrible things that from a realistic perspective, they deserve death. But what if they repent? They can be forgiven. Beginning with verse 28, even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, Violent, proud, boasters, inventors, in, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful. Well, the list could go on, couldn't it? Who, knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death. Well, but what if they come to Jesus for forgiveness? Are they included in those terms, come unto me all you who labor and are heavy laden? Those terms where Jesus died for the whole world, for everyone, for all men? Yes, even those who have practiced such things are included in those terms within the gospel call 
to forgiveness and salvation through Jesus Christ. God can save them if they will come to him. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. 2 Peter 3 and verse 9. How blessed we are to have such a loving and ready to forgive God. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for loving us so much. Thank you for giving us the opportunity, the means, the way through which we can be forgiven because you sent your Son as the Savior to die on that cross to pay the price for the guilt of our sins. Praise, glory, honor, and thanks be to you, Father. Help us, help people everywhere to take advantage of your love and come to you for forgiveness and salvation through Christ. Please forgive us. Hear our prayer, gracious Father. In Jesus' name, amen.